ice pick. Juicer. Knife. Ladle. Madge Weinstein of YeastRadio.com, and this is Justin Palera of PulpIsTaken.com, and you are watching our brand new program entitled <laughs> Untitled. Isn't that a nice name, Justin? Very nice. It was a rhetorical question. Sorry. Justin and I are going... Did you want to say something? No. Justin and I are going to talk about the biggest things going on in the world and comment on them. Well... First of all, let's have a wrap-up of what happened last week in the world. Capitalism was destroyed, and in its place arose corporate socialism. Wall Street crashed, and that moronic guy I could have a beer with, George Bush, is attempting to fix the situation by pouring billions of dollars on the idiots that screwed it up in the first place. I'm slightly more optimistic. I still feel that art can change the world. The notable uh, 20th century artist, who's an inspiration to us in our company, uh, said that transformation is a part of art and that social sculpture is how we mold and shape the world and that everyone is an artist. Whatever. Here are the top five stories in art last week. First, Marth Rosler gave a talk at the Art Institute of Chicago, the first in a series of Society for Contemporary Art talks. Rashid Johnson opened two incredible exhibitions. Golden Art Gallery opened with a premiere show of the work of Jill Frank. The cable networks took home most of the Emmys on the 60th Primetime Emmy Awards. What does that have to do with art? <laughs> uh, Beautiful Inside My Head Forever is the title. Imagine this, Madge. The title, the title of an auction staged by the contemporary artist Damien Hirst. Oh. The first time an auction oh was God. given a name. He took home in the two-day sale at Sotheby's uh, in London on September 15th and 16th more than $2 million. This was a groundbreaking auction because the artist went directly to the gallery and took his work and sold it at auction. So he bypassed the middleman and the money went basically to the artist in the Just think house. of all those poor, starving, anorexic, wrinkled old, <laughs> Botoxed gallery owners. Poor gallery owners. But the most important story is that last week, the Brooklyn-born New York artist Martha Rosler, who is definitely one of the hottest artists working today, spoke at the Art Institute of Chicago. Rosler gave the first talk in a series that will correspond with the Society of Contemporary Art series, and it ends with the Society of the Contemporary Art purchasing a work for the Art Institute of Chicago. Martha Rosler is highly charged artist whose work is much needed now. Rosler addresses the timely experiences of our current politics. Did you need to say something, Matt? No, I'm just making faces. <laughs> Go ahead. If I need to say something, I'll say it. Rosler works in many media, including photography, video, performance, propaganda, and she often blurs the line between art and advertising. Her work addresses the reoccurrent themes of war, systems of transportation, depression, privilege, Poverty. 
finish. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, housing, and especially through the eyes of women. We opened the video cast with a segment of Rosler's most widely known work, a pioneer video called The Semiotics of the Kitchen, where Rosler dresses as a housewife and describes each cooking accoutrement in alphabetical order. Rosler's work is very timely and captures a moment of disparity and disgust that artists are expressing through a new form of grotesque art. I hear that. The grotesque is a reaction to all the suffering in the current state of the world. As Rosler explained, ugliness can be beautiful because it can show us the world as it truly is and make us more aware. Rosler has always emphasized homes and housing as art in her work. Uh, the current housing crisis shows how important housing is in the global market. Rosler's interest in housing and the built environment has a system of constructed escapism is related to the work of the young black artist Rashid Johnson, who addresses escapist utopia in light of race. In Johnson's two new shows at Monique Meloge and Richard Gray, he continues to explore escapist utopias that always seem to fail. More on that next week. You know that video of Martha Roslin reminds me of a very famous video of mine called Less Beans, in which I took some LSD with my girlfriends and made some disgusting food. How come I'm not in a museum? I have no idea. That was a rhetorical question. I think one thing that she brings up is that women working in the house is a type of unpaid labor that mm -hmm. is underappreciated. And uh, now that we see the, cri the housing crisis and the, the falling apart of homes, we mm -hmm. know the importance of housing and economics. Well, anyway, in the coming weeks, nothing is more important than the outcome of the November presidential election. Democrats need to stay on the offensive. When your over-lexaprode, square-shaped friends ask you something like, well, what did Obama actually do? You can say something like this. Look, you idiot. First of all, you're a fat. Secondly, I don't give a goddamn about all these little Fox News minutiae that you are spewing out of your Krispy Kreme hole. Let me make it very simple, Porky. John McCain was the chairman of the Senate Commerce Committee, which deregulated the same banks that he now says he wants to regulate to fix the problem. Is that true? Yes. When he asked if he thought it was a mistake to deregulate the banks, McCain said no. Deregulation helps grow the economy. So could you please take that Slim Jim out of your mouth, fatso, when I'm trying to talk to you, hypothetical friend? You want to elect the person who broke the bank to fix the bank. As if that weren't enough, John McCain's campaign manager received $30,000 a month for five years as an advocate for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. My suggestion, gentle audience, is that you patiently explain this to your friends in the same gentle manner in which I have just described. If that doesn't work, cut the bitch off! In the week ahead, look forward to a complete collapse of the U.S. dollar and a run on cardboard. Back to you, Justine. Well, I think that uh, Obama would make a very good president, and uh, he will be the one I'm voting for. But uh, that leaves only one question. What will you do if McCain gets elected? I'm leaving the country. What are you going to do, go to the death cramps camp? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope that McCain doesn't die and uh, that we don't end up with Sarah Palin. Right, because he's great. Well, I mean, if he gets Senile elected. Senile or retarded? Well, anyway, thank you, and we look forward to seeing more of you next week. Yeah. Mr. Goldstone, have a tampon and an egg. Oh, and my cousin was raping me. My cousin Murray, he used to sing that song to me all the time, all the time. I wish I could get over my cousin Murray raping me. Then I wouldn't have to take so much acid all the time. <laughs>